competition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice. Yeah. The kids edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. My name's Max Becker, and it's been a huge weekend in footy dream time at the G with spectacular pregame and a finish that breaks a nine-year drought of Essendon in matches against Richmond. Through a Sam Durham goal just before the siren. Port Adelaide got the job done over the reigning premiers in the Caps, and North lose the game to an interesting interchange breach. Coming up on the show today, we chat about dream time at the G and the spectacle it was. We hear from Sam Draper and Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody down in the rooms, uh, which I was yesterday, and we'll dissect and preview all the weekend's action here on the Kids Edition. If you want to give us a call, if you're on your way to your junior footy or you're getting ready for a game, getting your socks on, putting your boots on, or you just want to have a chat about any footy over the weekend, give us a call on 1300 736 736. Joining me is Western Bulldogs AFLW superstar Ali Blackburn. Ali, it's great to see you here on a beautiful Sunday morning. Good morning, Max. Uh, you're up and about this morning, obviously, <laughs> going into the rooms and, and witnessing, despite not being a Bomber supporter, you were able to get in the rooms last night and, and be amongst that, which is Pretty phenomenal. It's been a very exciting weekend of footy so far. A couple more or a few more games to go uh, on this lovely Sunday. But any kids out there, you're driving to footy or you're going to soccer or basketball or any sport that you've got on this morning, give us a call on 1300 736 736. You can have a chat to us about your game. You can have a chat to us about any of your favourite players, some of the goals that we've seen over the weekend. How good was mm-hmm. Bolton's goal Last night at the G, so it's been an exciting weekend. So give us a call on 1300 736 736, Max. Ali, just on that, you can also give us a call if you saw any great celebrations that you like yes. from Shea Bolton or Sam Durham or anything yes. like that throughout the weekend. There were some great goals, especially for Christian Petrarca on Friday night. He kicked a couple of rippers in there uh, in their loss. But we'll get through the weekend of action. It was Port Adelaide and Melbourne who kicked it off on Friday night with Port getting the job done by four points. Zach Butters with two goals and 41 disposals. He started alongside Dan Houston with 33 touches. And Tom McDonald and Ollie Lord both had two goals. But the D's got it back in the third on their terms before Port Adelaide just got it back on on and swung the momentum their side in the last. They did. It's a huge win for Port Adelaide in the grand scheme of things. And, I mean, to to have a, a team come across the Adelaide Oval is always a challenge. I mean, if you're the away team, it's always tough work going over there. And, and Port did it well. They they won in um, trying conditions as well. I mean, and, and Connor Rose as well. The, the 31 touches and a goal to him, it almost goes under the radar a little bit <laughs> because of how good Butters was on the weekend. Oh, sorry, on Friday. But over the last couple of weeks as well, he's been phenomenal. Um, his form as well. So huge win for Port Adelaide. North Melbourne and Sydney, Sydney by three points. <laughs> Bailey Scott, 33 disposals. Chap one of 31 touches. Buddy Franklin with three massive goals for the game and Jai Simpkin, the Ruse skipper, with two goals and an interchange breach that spelled the end of the night for North Melbourne. That was – it was incredible. How – obviously, what happens with you guys, Ali? Obviously, you've got someone keeping track of interchanges. How do you think, like, that kind of thing happens? Yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty fortunate in the women's game so far despite it potentially – it might be something that gets brought in eventually for us, but we don't have a cap on our interchanges at the mm-hmm. moment. So you don't necessarily stress too much about it, but I've no doubt in the men's game, there's someone monitoring that and, and watching the interchange numbers go up throughout the game. And and to get to that part of the game and to just lose it by an interchange um, breach, it, it's heartbreaking for North Melbourne. So 
something that they'll obviously have to address during the week <laughs> and, and monitor and fix up their rotations and how many they're getting in per quarter um, with it moving forward. But oh, that's it, it's it's crushing. It, it that's heartbreaking. It, it's hard to put into words sort of what that would that win would have done for North Melbourne as a football club. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard for those players as well. And I just want to make mention as well. Harry Sheasel, how good has he been this season? He was incredible yesterday. He had the 25 touches, the two goals. He, he's he been huge for North Melbourne. I mean, what a win that is. And, and you know, I absolutely love watching him play this season so far, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Ali, your Western Bulldogs and Adelaide at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. The Dogs get the job done by 45 points. Last year, it was a tight contest until about five seconds left in the game. Um, and the Dogs just lost that one. But Bailey Smith had 37. And the other Bailey, Bailey Darrell with 36 disposals of the veteran getting the job done. Anthony Scott and Joshua Pat Richelli, Richelli, sorry, with two goals each. And the Dogs gained momentum with five on the trot now. Yeah, they did down in, uh, I think it was freezing cold Ballarat. Yeah. Is the <laughs> nicest context to put it in. It's a, it gets a bit fresh down there, uh, down in Ballarat for the Doggies and, and the supporters going down to watch it. But they packed it out at Miles Stadium. It was great to see for the Doggies. And, uh, I mean, Adelaide have been in really good form as well this season. They had a really good win last weekend and, and really put their foot down and, and almost, you know, said to the competition, we're, we're here and mm-hmm. we're, we're giving it a red-hot crack. And, and for Doggies to win a pretty convincing win against Adelaide, I think says a lot about them and, and where they're at at the season. They've hit some really good form as well. They started off a little bit slowly, but now they're, they're in that really good space where they're playing some really good consistent footy at the moment. They had a number of players contribute to the game. They had, uh, I think it was maybe five or so players, 30-plus disposal. So they've got control of the footy, their top end, and uh, it was a very convincing win for the Dogs. If you love Marcus Bonham, Pally or Bailey Smith over the last three weeks, he's almost had 40 touches over the last three weeks. Bailey Smith, give us a call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 We want to hear your thoughts on the superstar that we think is Bailey Smith and Freo and Geelong. Geelong came back in the third, got it back to around one or two points and eventually took the lead late in that third term. But it was Freo who got it back and won out in the West by 29 points through the likes of Andy Brayshaw with 33 touches and Michael Walters with three goals. Again, another a huge game between these two sides. And again, it's it's another interstate team having to travel over West. And it's always a challenge, that, that travel over to Perth for the Victorian sides. And I mean, vice versa as well. But uh, the, to have that home ground advantage for Fremantle mm-hmm. was absolutely huge for them. It was a, a really big performance for the Dockers and, and something that they'll be able to then boost her off the rest of their season, it's uh, big in the grand scheme of it all, Max. It's it's sort of shaping a little bit the rest of the season, but there's been some uns- like uh, some surprising wins, I would say, mm-hmm. across the journey, but that was huge. How good was Darcy's goal, by the way? Yeah. That was huge out <laughs> of the ruck. He was phenomenal as well again yesterday. So, I mean, some, some big performances happening, Max. For any kids out there, Ali, how good do you think Sam Darcy can be? Oh, massive. Like, oh, Sorry, Sean Darcy. Sean Darcy, sorry. Uh, he was he's good. I mean, and the combination that he's having sort of over there in Freeman or Jackson mm-hmm. as well, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a nice combo that they're working together, isn't it? So, uh, I mean, those two can, can do absolute wonders together. They can be sort of that Gorn and Grundy type combination together. If you're up early in the morning in WA, give us a call, 1-300-736-736. 1-300-736-736. Ali Danaher 
Joe Danaher's back in form. He had six goals last week and four goals this week. And Brisbane, and obviously, like I mentioned, Joe Danaher and just looking well gelled and that chemistry is really bonding for them. Yeah, he is. And and when he's up and about and flowing like that, so is Brisbane. I, I think it works hand in hand. He's a, he's a bit of a barometer along with, you know, the likes of Charlie Cameron as well. I mean, again, how good was he's afterburners? The jet set he's got on him is so impressive. <laughs> the way he can turn a player inside out and just explode with speed. And everyone loves a, a Charlie Cameron goal celebration. So any kids out there that... They got to see Cameron kick a goal and, and just his turn of speed. Give us a call on 1300 736 736 and you can have a chat to us about it. But a big win in the Q clash, Max. Now the big one, Ali. Essendon and Richmond. <laughs> Essendon get the job done by one point. Zach Merritt had 39 disposals. Taranto with 33. Wiedemann with two goals. Menzi with two goals. And Dream Time at the G produced the Bombers. Broke a nine-year drought. Haven't beaten the Tigers since 2014. Nick Hind played in his first game at the G of Dream Time. Obviously, he played back in Optus Stadium for Dream Time in 2021. And Sam Durham yes. took the mark at the top of the goal square, and it was fitting on the Aboriginal and Indigenous flag to go back and kick the goal. I spoke to him post-game, and he said, all I was thinking was about my debut game where... <laughs> I shanked it from directly in front. <laughs> he said, and I just thought, just kick through the ball, and that's all I can do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny thing to remember when you're, like, having a shot on goal. The, the thought, to win the game, yeah. The thoughts that go through your head when it's the easiest possible kick. Like, you would, you could go at training and practice that 100 times and kick 100 out yeah, of them. Yeah. But when you're at nearly 80,000 people at the MCG yelling and screaming and cheering you on all at once... It's a high-pressure situation, and to get a goal to, to win the game for your team, I mean, he, he handled it extremely well. But the pressure from um, Essendon to, to, to keep putting that pressure on the Richmond defence and then the ability for, I think, a stringer who got the ball around the corner mm-hmm. and was able to hit him up, um, Durham in the goal square, I, I thought that was very impressive stuff, Max. Well, here's how our team at SEN Nation, uh, AFL Nation and Miles Fitzner and Nick Butler called the Jake Stringer goal last night. So he's 70 from home. They're under a minute remaining. One goal will win it. Five points to margin. Kicks up to the hotspot. Draper. Big pack of players. Out the back. The package on his left. Snapped to the hotspot. Oh, Dom takes the mark directly in front. And would you believe it? And how fitting it's on the Aboriginal flag. Dom goes back. Essendon are in front. Essendon are in front by a point. Essendon with a thrilling one-point win thanks to Jake Stringer, a snap around the body, and Sam Durham, a critical mark to get them the win, Ali. It was just a massive spectacle, and especially pregame. Those traditions and celebrations were incredible to watch. Yeah, it's one of those games where if you're at it, you get to pinch yourself, and when you're at home, you're chucking it on the TV and watching every part of that and absorbing it because it's, it's almost breathtaking to to witness that and be part of that and and to to see it in 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 the works and what a what a special occasion it is, Max. Um, a huge win for Essendon on a on a huge day for footy. If you want to see any of the action from down in the rooms, myself chatting with Tipper, Sam Draper, Sam Durham, Nick Hind, and more stars, along with Bonnie Toogood from the AFLW side for Essendon. Go to the Kids Edition socials at the Kids Edition on Instagram or sportingmax.podcast on Instagram too. We'll take a quick break here on the Kids Edition. We'll, we'll be right back after the break.
competition. We play the game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice, yeah. The Kids Edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. It's been a huge weekend in footy. Ellie, and oh, we got down to the Essendon rooms last night and it was an incredible atmosphere down there. I spoke with Sam Draper and McDonald Tupper Woody last night. Sammy Draper, massive game and what means so much for the club. How do you feel about the win in the dying seconds of that one? <sighs> Mate, it's uh, so good to get on the, on the good end of that one. Um, 2014 was the last time we beat them, so... It's a long time, mate. I'm not sure how old you were in 2014, but uh, it's a long time ago. What's that feel like to end the drought against such a great side like Richmond? Yeah, it's huge. Like This game, it's like Anzac Day. It doesn't get much bigger. It's like a finals game. So for us to uh, win that is uh, so proud. I'm so proud. There was a lot of questions raised throughout the week in the last two weeks, especially against that game against Collingwood, whether you guys could hold out the four quarters, and that was a massive issue for you heading into this game. Yeah, we, we're, we're in games last, last four rounds. We just couldn't close it, but... We knew internally we were doing a lot right and, uh, yeah, we're very positive about it and we're just happy to close that one out. Huge performance from yourself tonight. Sammy, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, a huge match that means so much to yourself and the, your family. What did it feel like to get that win? Yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, last year was uh, my retirement game. And I remember, you know, walking uh, in the runway and uh, seeing the boys um, going and play and, and, yeah, coming back in today and... Uh, I was was really nervous, but yeah, it was a good good game. Uh, everyone fought really hard. Um, the boys gave super effort. Uh, 2014 was the last win, so you know that was that was a big goal for us to you know play and give everything we got. You mentioned being able to fight some nerves there. For any kids out there, how do you try and get over that and get to the game? Uh, pretty much just you know you do a lot of practice, um, stay in the moment because sometimes uh, you know. When you get nervous, you can slip away. But, uh, yeah, for me, I was just, just staying in the moment. And it showed uh, in the last, I guess, minute that we just kept going, staying in the moment. And, um, you know, the crowd went crazy. Sometimes that can uh, put you off off your game. But, you know, if you know you can you can do it, you just got to keep going, um, put it into practice, and, and naturally it comes. But, uh, yeah, just don't panic under pressure. Just go with emotions and, uh, yeah, go with it. Executing under pressure and pinpointing that has been a massive factor of your game over the last few years, and you've done that superbly tonight. Yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, I almost kicked it on the left there, but <laughs> that would have been great if I would have kicked it on the left. But um, yeah, under pressure, you just got to go and you know you have a feel and you know you practice all the time at training. Um, and yeah, you pretty much you know when footy comes, you just got to do it under pressure. And uh, you know it showed with uh, Sammy Durham on the week. Um, yeah, in the last quarter. I was walking on the way down there, and I'm like, oh, Tipper almost kicked that. Can you take me through thought? Is it you pick the ball up, you look up, and it's straight away goals? Yeah, straight away. I just, yeah, once he, uh, yeah, I think it was Sammy Durham that handballed to me. So, yeah, I turned around, and I was like, nah, I'm going for it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got a point, so which, which is good. Then, obviously, Sammy Durham kicked the goal, and, uh, yeah, so I sort of, you know, uh, did something there to help us win. So, but, no, nah, it was good. Tipper, thanks so much. Enjoy the night. Yes, Anthony McDonald, Tipper Moody and Sam Draper post-game in the rooms for Essendon after a massive match and the energy was pumping. You could feel the environment in there and I was very, <laughs> very excited because it, it when the all the boys were singing the song, it was pumping you up. It was feel good and it was incredible to be at Ali. Just on that, junior footy today in Auskick, what are your best memories uh, of Auskick? Well, I mean, 
when you reflect on a game like that, Max, firstly, I just want to say those interviews were, were great. And, <laughs> and to listen to Tipper and, and to Draper sort of talk about the game pretty lightheartedly with you was, was really nice to hear. And, and I think as a junior, what Tipper was saying was to, to practice as much as possible and, right. and then you can execute on, on game day, basically. So, I mean, for me, that was such a fun part of footy was being able to practice the miracle goals mm-hmm. from the boundary, mm-hmm. the snaps around the corner, you know, the that, that type of stuff that if you get a chance to do it in a game, it's it's a rarity, but you love it sick, but it it, it, it barely ever comes. So you've got to enjoy it at training as yep. much as, as much as possible. So yep. those moments for me, being able to practice those goals and, and then the, the celebrations that come along with it was a, was a real highlight, but being amongst your friends and, and being able to play some footy with, with, you know, people that you absolutely love hanging around with mm-hmm. and, and playing the mm-hmm. sport that you love. For me, was always a favourite uh, memory of junior footy and, I mean, still is today, Max. It's it's so much fun being able to play. So any kids out there, give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 and you can have a chat to us about what your favourite moment is when you get to play junior footy or Auskick or whatever sport it is that you're uh, playing on a weekend or a weeknight, wherever mum and dad are driving you to or whoever it may be, you know, give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and you can have a chat to us about it. But Max, what's yours? What 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 do you love most about, or what did you love most about sort of junior footy and, and Auskick and things like that? Uh, junior footy and Auskick was, you know, pretty great. You love getting around your mates. You love the celebrations. If you can sing the song after the game. Yes. You know, pumps everyone up. It sets the day up really well for uh, for a weekend if you had a win. But even if you have a loss, I mean, if you kick a goal for kids, it makes it makes everything a whole lot better. It does. And you don't stop talking about it really for the <laughs> rest of the week, do you? If you if you snag a goal, so that was probably one of the best things about junior footy and the celebrations and um, team environment and kind of thing that like that that went with it. But I was at my little brother Lenny's footy yesterday and. I was the on-field coach. The on-field the coach. The on-field coach, yes, yes. We've got an on-field coach and off-field coach. So the ground's separated into like three portions, yep. three zones for under nines. And I've got to give a shout-out to Billy because <laughs> it was an incredible goal. He's usually just a bull through the midfield. Yep. yep. And he picked it up. He's in the forward line, just picked it up off one step. He's about 35 out, off one step, booted, and he's under nine, so he's I mean, I'm short, but he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, I've probably got a foot on Billy yep. and he's kicked it off one step, lost his boot in the process. Lost his boot. And it's gone straight through the middle of the sticks and I've just got around and I'm like, that's the spirit, boys. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that as an on-field coach, Max? As an on-field coach, yeah, because as an on-field coach, you're the coach for like your side. Yeah. So, so after you... a goal, you like high five them and stuff. You can oh. give them water and stuff like that. So you're allowed to... Basically, get around the celebrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have massively. I I would, yeah. And I did, trust me. I did. (laughs) You would have picked him up on the shoulders and ran around with him on Yes, let's go, boys. Get around it. Oh, I love it so much, Max. It's a a fun part of footy is, is the goal celebrations and the people getting around you, the teammates and stuff like that. But I've never heard of an on field goal. You've but never yeah, heard of the on-field? I've heard of an on- like, a, like they get of... around and like high-five the players and yeah. stuff like that. I, I get around. That's good work, boys. Good tackling. Good hustle. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, like I've seen it in junior footy. You know, particularly nines yeah. or in Auskick yeah. and stuff like that, where 
you know, whether it's a, a parent, a family member or whoever it might be that, that gets to go along and, and does that role and, and gets to sort of get around the players on the field as much as possible. But I've never known them to really jump in the celebrations with the players to that regard. I can imagine them going and giving like a slight high five I and just a well done. So at one point, I think I saw a, I saw Kobe kick a goal and I raised my fist. I'm like, oh, yes, he's kicked it. Well, he had eight behinds the other week. So eight behinds. He kicked one goal, two in behind. So it was good to see, you know, him snag a goal. and That's very impressive. Get around uh, it. It's good stuff, Max. I love it, and and it's the best part about footy is is the celebrations and the good moments. And it was great celebrations the, this week for Dreamtime around though. Oh, was there ever? It's isn't it a special occasion to watch those celebrations yeah. as well? Yeah, go to work and and all that, and particularly yourself, Max, when you get around the the junior guys <laughs> as well at footy. It's uh, I would love. I, we need footage of that. <laughs> we, footage. we need footage of that, Max. That's an I'll, I'll try to dig some up. <laughs> Just have a camera on the side like you're recording the game, but it's really going to be you capturing the celebrations. <laughs> any kids out there that have someone that over-celebrates with them, give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and you can have a chat to us about that or any other celebrations that you have with your teammates on the 40 field, or you can talk to us about some special goals that you've been able to kick along the journey, Max. What about Shay Bolton's goal the other last night? That was... An amazing goal dribble from the right pocket. He just has a great goal sense, doesn't he? He looked on last night, right from the get-go. That first bounce, he he looked he looked on. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. his hundredth game as well. And, you know, he's he's a phenomenal player for Richmond, but just his awareness to to easily capture that footy when it came to him. Mm-hmm. And then to know where the goals were immediately. I mean, to have that kind of sense of awareness is really impressive and, and the dribble along the ground. It was a it was a great goal for Bolton. To, uh, um, to the kids edition. We play the game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice! Yeah. The kids edition with Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. That's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Well, I got down to Torquay Football Club yesterday morning and had a great chat with some of their juniors. This is local legends. <laughs> All right, we're here with Luke, Lukey boy. Did you snag one again today? Yeah. Snag one. Can you take me through the goal once again? Uh, oh, no, I didn't score a goal. You didn't score? <laughs> Absolutely. We're here with Chase. Chase, how'd you... We're down here at Talking. What's your name, mate? Eddie. Eddie. Beautiful Eddie. Who do you go for in the footy? Collingwood. Collingwood. I love Collingwood too. Who's your, who's your favourite player? Jack Inovan. Jack Inovan. Why is Jack Inovan your favourite player? I have no idea. I just like him. <laughs> Archie, who do you go for in the footy? Bulldogs. The dogs. They're going well at the moment on a brilliant run. Who Who's your favourite player? Um, Bon... Oh, Bont, Bont as always. Boys and girls, who who you guys go for in the footy? Uh, the Cats. 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 Bombers. Cats, Cats and Bombers. No, the Hawks. Do you know Nick Hine for the Bombers? Oh, no, are you going to Dreamtime of the G tonight? Nah. Nah, beautiful. Who who else goes for the Cats? No. No, yeah, that's what I, that's what we like to hear. No one likes the Cats? Who goes for Geelong? Today, did you get player of the match? No. Not quite. There was a lot of great intercepts down back. How would you feel about your intercept marking today? Good. Good. All right. Awesome work. Thanks, boys. Goodbye. That was local legends, as always, down at Torquay Footy Club uh, yesterday. If you want me to come down to your footy club and do some local legends with yourself or your club and your teams, send an email to the kids edition at g at sorry the kids edition at sen dot com dot au. 
Ali, local legends, <laughs> once again, and it's great to see kids um, in junior footy and loving their time after a few years off. Yeah, you get some good interviews in there, Max, for sure. It's it's fun to hear sort of the, the pure excitement in the kids' voices when they're playing footy with their friends and being able to kick some goals and, I mean, plenty of behinds as well. <laughs> and, but just being able to sing the song and celebrate with their teammates is a really important part to, to footy and, and that social aspect of it all. So it was great to hear. So any kids out there, you can give us a call on 1300-736-736. We've had a... a Text in from Jen. Back on the goal celebrations, we love celebrating goals at under 10 girls, South Croydon. So a big shout out to the girls at South Croydon in the under 10s there. We sing and do a little dance, which I fully instigate or encourage. (laughs) So Jen uh, gets around that as much as possible, So which is incredible. I, I love that. A lot. I love the the parents and and the the coaches and just whoever's involved in the team, just really supporting it in a fun and enthusiastic way, Max, which is great to to see and hear. Um, but it's also a great segment, local legends. So make sure you reach out if you want Max to come down to your footy club. Well, it's a great thing to see parents and really the community getting behind and encouraging kids um, to play footy um, and try and perform at their best. You know, some kids take it really seriously in terms of fitness levels and things like that. Um, but it's great to see kids just out there and having fun. Absolutely it is. I mean, my nephew, he's six years old and he loves it so much. And just afterwards, you give him a call and ask him how he goes in Auskick. He's not playing junior footy just yet. Um, and he's just so excited. And you ask him how many goals do you kick? And he says roughly about 50 goals. So <laughs> it's, I, I think it's an over-exaggeration. He probably got that off me a little bit. But he's um, <laughs> talking himself up a little bit. But no, he's... Um, he loves it so much and it's it's great to hear. So any kids out there, you can give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and you can have a chat to us about your junior footy and, and what you love most about it. Yes, that's right. Your calls after the break. The kids edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice. Yeah. The kids edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Ali, I want to get your thoughts uh, on Geelong and where they go from here. Currently, uh, they are sitting seventh on the AFL ladder at 20 points uh, coming off 10 games. Um, They're in some good form despite uh, a loss last night. Yeah, it's a a tough one from a Geelong point of view because they started really slowly, which might hurt them a little bit, Mm -hmm. but... Then they'll able to pick up some really good form and, and, and play some really good consistent footy. And over the last couple of weeks, they haven't quite been able to do that for for the four quarters and, and get some reward from effort. I think last week against Richmond, they almost kicked themselves out of the game a little bit with their scoreline that they had. And then again, sort of yesterday, I mean, Cameron and Hawkins, they're contributing up forward, but they're just missing a bit more firepower sort of from the midfield with the likes of Dangerfield and Guthrie still missing from that Geelong side. So I think that hurts them a little bit um, mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. And I, I think when they get those players back into the side, I definitely think that'll help sort of their their sort of, I guess, season moving forward. And, yeah, it's a, they're not in a bad position, but they're not in the position where they probably would like to be. I think they'd like to be, I mean, like everyone else, to be honest, would yep. like to be in that top, top four position. But particularly coming off a premiership win last season, 
you'd you'd want to be sort of right up there in that higher mix. But I mean, they're still in the top eight. They're still competing well. Still playing really good footy. It's it's just they need those couple of players back. I think to assist in their chances. Uh, with it all, Max. Questions around Sydney coming into the season were whether they could bounce back from that grand final defeat. They've seemed to do that reasonably well. They're at 12th on the ladder. Um, so they've done that, I guess you could say, all right. But 12th isn't where John Longmire would like them to be at the, this stage in the season. No, not at all. And they've had some uh, some tight losses in there from a Swans point of view. And, and that would be really disappointing for them. I mean, the GWS loss a few weeks ago. Would definitely hurt. I mean, to just get over the line yesterday mm-hmm. with the, in the interchange infringement against uh, North Melbourne helps their their causes moving forward. I mean, they're just a game out of the eight as well at the moment. So they're right in the, the thick of it there. And I think they're another team that's been hit hard by injury. I mean, most teams do get hit by injury at certain yep. stages yep. in the season. It, it depends how sort of, you know, what what players are and sort of what what – important role they play in the team and if they're easily replaceable in that space, it's a, it's a tough one. And I think from a Sydney point of view, they've been hit pretty hardly mm-hmm. um, or pretty hard by it all. So yep. yeah, hopefully they get yep. some of those players consistently coming back into their side and they can play some good footy, um, you know, with the buy rounds coming up over the next handful of weeks. I think that'll help teams reset and go for the second half of the season. With some of those big players there, Errol Gordon's really been able to step up for the Swans um, in the last five or so weeks. Yeah, he has. He's been huge, hasn't he? Um, he's consistent performances, even in those losses that they've had. You know, he's been able to contribute really well to his team and, and, and sort of, you know, know that he's been able to, to be a big driving force to keep him competitive in those games, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Alec, who do you think's winning the Brownlow medal lead at the moment? It's a, it's a tough one. Um, obviously, Nick Dacos is yeah. is one of those players up there that is he's so classy the way he plays. It's impressive. I've, I've sort of been to a couple of Collingwood games and sat up high and just watched his running patterns a little bit and, and the way he can sort of work off his opponent just by con- continually running mm-hmm. at his pace and his turn of speed with it is, is so impressive. And the way he reads the play is, is just... You know, it's so incredible for a second-year player. Yep. Um, yep. So I think he's right up there. Uh, Bond um, from the Doggies, he'll he'll definitely be up there in the thick of it all. So, and then I think of recent times, Zach Butters um, would sort of put his name up there. I mean, along with the likes of an Oliver, I think would be up there as well. But Zach Butters um, has probably put his name into contention of recent times, Max. Yeah, absolutely. 41 touches and two goals against Melbourne. It was a stunning performance um, from Zach Butters. It was all class. And Shea Bolton last night, obviously you'd think he'd have to be up there. For me, I think at the moment it's got to be Clayton Oliver. Watching him the last two weeks, the way he goes about it, he's tough, he's physical, he's able to get the hardball gets. Um, we all know Nick Dacos does that re- yep. great and really well too. But for me, I think it's Clayton Oliver who takes the lead. And he weirdly sometimes, I think, doesn't get spoken about as much as, yep. as what like a Bontempelli or a Dacos does. Yep. And, and I think that is probably more so to Melbourne and they've got so much star power in mm. their team with the likes mm. of Petrarca and Gorn and, and all that. Um, Cozzy Pickett's contributing really yep. well into their side and yep. stuff like that. So they've got some real good contributors, but uh, he's a he's just so consistent in his performance and the level that he's playing at. And he, again, another player that has such a high level of work rate is so impressive to watch, Max. What have you thought of Paddy Cripps so far this season? 
Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's it's tough from a Carlton perspective and, and with Paddy Cripps, again, he's probably not at the form that he was at last season, but he's, yep. um, you know, and, and him and his team, he's probably focusing a lot on leading his team throughout this time. I mean, they're being mm-hmm. put under the pressure. And today will be a big test for Paddy. In this game last season against the Pies, he was a player that stood up the most and, and, and he was so impressive in that last uh, round of the season against the Pies to try and get his team into finals. Mm-hmm. Fell short just slightly, but, I mean, he's he, this is a, a big challenge for him today, I think, Max, and uh, what a what a great opportunity for him to, to step up. Now, Richmond head coach Damien Hardwick made a statement after the game. He said, it was a horrible game by us, to be perfectly honest. We couldn't defend 140-odd uncontested marks. It was just diabolical. It was obviously strategy coming in. We saw it with their VFL guys earlier in the day, but we just couldn't stop it. I thought they used the ball, controlled their defense through their through to their offense, and we just couldn't get the ball back, which was incredibly frustrating. That's Damien Hardwick post-game in the press conference, obviously, scenes which he would have disliked. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so tough when the the game gets played like that from an opposition point of view. It's so infuriating because you can't get your hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. When when the opposition can have so many uncontested marks, they've just got control of the footy, don't they? And and that's what Essendon were able to do against the Tigers. And, and, and in those performances, it, it's it's a tough one to do because a lot of teams zone. So mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you can tend to find those marks, whether it's chipping it sort of across a halfback flank and, and trying for the switch. Um, it, it tends to work like that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been huge this week, Ali, and Sir Doug Nichols' round, I guess the first round of that sort of series and the Sir Doug Nichols, I guess we could call it two rounds now. Yep. Couldn't win. Some of the jerseys have been incredible. The St Kilda jersey with going back and retro with the yellow stripe uh, through the middle to represent the Indigenous jersey and the different totems. And, and I spoke speaking to Bonnie yesterday. She said how she loves the different totems on the front of the Essendon jersey. What's been your favourite design so far? Yeah, I mean, the, the, they've all been incredible to watch and it's probably, um, you know, one of – the favourite things particularly of supporters is is being able to look and, and see what the, the jerseys are going to be mm-hmm. um, this week because the designs are so incredible, but the meaning behind them is, is so special mm-hmm. as well. I mean, for me, I have to have a biased opinion and say I love the doggies one the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, in saying that, I've, I, I really enjoy having a look at all of them and, and the involvement that they get from so many different people Um to contribute to these jerseys and, and yeah, the meaning and the stories, the stories behind them are, are so incredible to to listen to and, and hear and, and talk about. And I think that's a special part of, of this round is is, is that and, and the connection that it brings in a community. So what do you get most out of around like Sir Doug Nichols round from your perspective, for example, Indigenous round um, when you guys play? Yeah, I mean, from our perspective, we, we've got some great Indigenous um, mm-hmm. role models around our football club. Mm-hmm. Um, Belinda Duarte, who's on, who on our board, she's a, a, a proud Indigenous woman. And just l- you get to listen to their stories a, a little bit more or to her story a little bit more. I mean, I, 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 it's a, it's so intriguing and interesting and, and the way she, she can tell a story so captivating yep. as well. <laughs> we could, she could tell us the same story over and over again. We could just sit there and just be amazed by it every single time. She's an incredible storyteller, but I think the the knowledge and information that comes your way 
um, is really incredible. It's, you learn so much about um, a different community and, and uh, I guess their stories. So for me, it's it's that side of things. What's it like for you from, you know, an outsider's perspective when you have a look at Sir Doug Nichols' round? You know, what it, What are some things that you, you get excited by? Um, I think all the stories and meanings um, behind the designs and things like that in terms of meeting places um, and the designer's own personal background and their own personal story and journey from where they've come from. So great to hear how that's had an influence, um, obviously not only on them, but the design uh, of the jersey and how they reflect their own personality in those designs. Absolutely. It's a pretty special. So if you have a favourite jersey out there that you've loved uh, in Indigenous Round, give us a call on 1300 736 736. We're going to take a quick break here on the Kids Edition. The Kids Edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. On SES. The Kids Edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. That's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. We've got some massive games here uh, to preview, Ali. The Hawthorne and West Coast game down in Tassie. It's 17th versus 18th at 1.10 p.m. today. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a tight one between those two. It's, uh, you know, it's a tough one to pick who's going <laughs> to win that one. I think Hawks might get that one over the line with today. Who have you got in that game, Max? Uh, I'll go Hawthorne. I think in Tassie they they're sometimes tough to beat, and I think Sam Mitchell's going to look to try and bounce back and yep. show really show something. And then we've got Carlton and Collingwood. Ali, it's a tough game. We all know how this ended yeah. last year in an absolute thriller. Does it have that? Is it setting up for that same kind of an environment today? I think so. I, I, I think it's a huge occasion for, I mean, Collingwood just play good footy yep. all the time and yeah. <laughs> at the moment, and, and that's how we've come to know them. They're really consistent performers. But for Carlton, this is a huge moment in the season for them and, and mm-hmm. you know, the way they want to shape the rest of their year. It's a it's a big opportunity for their big players to step up and, and make a real stance here. I mean, they're sitting outside the eighth now, so winning this game can pop them back in. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think for them that's huge with it all and, and, and they'll get great momentum off the back of that if that's the case. So, but I mean, it's, it's no easy, um, game for them by any means coming up against Collingwood who are just incredible. Their, mm-hmm. their form, uh, is impressive to say the least. And, and they've got some absolute superstars. What, what's some parts of the game? Is there any matchups or anything like that, that you're looking forward to mostly today, Max? At the moment, it's an unchanged Collingwood apart from potentially Darcy Cameron coming in, um, possibly expected uh, as a medi-sub. For me, it's Harry Mackay and Nathan Murphy um, down back and up forward um, for the Blues. Nathan Murphy's an agile player. He's been able over the last three weeks to, you know, cover some big players in terms of Collingwood season. And I think if Harry Mackay can kick straight, um, which he hasn't been able to do so far this season, he can help the Blues over the line. Absolutely. And and Darcy Moore and um, Charlie Kerno mm-hmm. as well. That'd be, big one. That's a, that's a huge... There's a lot of big contests. <laughs> that's a huge matchup. Those two guys, I mean, Darcy Moore's in incredible form and being a great leader this season. And, and Kerno, he's sort of kicks a couple of goals today. He's back on top of the leaderboard in the Coleman race as well. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a, a great matchup to keep an eye out for today. Who have you got in that game? Uh, I'm going to go Collingwood by 10 points. Yeah, I'm going to go Collingwood in a tight one too, Max. And then you've got guys like 
Cripps and Dugowie who are matching up on each other. You got Pitnett and Ash Johnson in the Rockets, and Adam Chera, the young the young gun against uh, a veteran who's still classy as always in Scott Pendlebury. So it's going to be a huge one. Carlton and Collingwood. We can catch that across the SEN network from 3.20pm at the MCG on SEN Fanatic and the SEN app and St Kilda and GWS. So Jake Riccardi, Kieran Briggs and Toby Green coming out for GD, coming in for GWS and for the Saints. Jade Gresham, Jimmy Webster and the Big Max King come back for the Saints. So it is a huge, a huge yes in for the Saints. Can they get the job done, the Saints, though, Ellie? It's a huge game up in uh, in Sydney, I believe it is, for the Saints and also the Giants. I think the Giants should get the job done with Toby Green back in, giving them a massive boost of confidence. Yeah, two huge begins for the team. I mean, Toby Green, from a GWS point of view, was massive. He's a, a superstar player. And obviously for the Saints fans, they've been hanging out for King to be back and return to the side. And he's here this afternoon. So uh, catch that one across the SEN network and the app. At 4.40 this afternoon. Well, we just love it if Max King would kick a couple of goals, wouldn't they? All the Saints out there. Good luck to all your footy teams and at Auskick this morning. Hope you win. Until next time on the Kids Edition, we'll see you next week, Australia.